1: being Steve wanted to talk about to be justice now that time.
2: She was great at Green
0: Drinks. I don't know. Was anyone, uh, yeah. Anyone there? Was yeah. You guys were there. Yeah. That was that awesome. Second
3: Thank one's Gail. at the end of the month. We can mention that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Gail's been putting the work in.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I have been. Um,
0: Another else. But the next yeah. Green Drinks will be um, Lauren Crossman, who is here, the student from okay, who did her work with mm-hmm. downtown uh, sustainability. So. She's going to be at the next Green Drinks at the state theater.
3: Excellent. And that's
4: on the 28th, I think? Mm-hmm. Yep. Tuesday, Fourth, Tuesday. Tuesday.
3: Where's that at again? Sorry. It's at
4: the state theater oh, this sorry. time. Just, it switches.
3: Yes. Thank you. Um, okay. Can I have another one? Yes, please.
0: <laughs> another announcement. Uh, so the Kalamazoo Energy <clears throat> Collaborative that came up last year after we did the sustainability plan with Consumers Energy mm-hmm. uh, reached out again. His name is Blake Laginus. Um, he uh, asked if we, I, I have been. He said we don't have any houses of worship yet that have signed up to do the energy benchmarking uh, that happened pretty within a few months after we announced it. Uh, it kind of fell off a bit, but they want to kind of pick that up again. So I've reached out to a lot of the churches, a lot of the faith-based communities, and uh, Friendship Village. I reached out to, and um, we do have more people signing on. So. If you are connected with uh, anyone who has a building over 10,000 square feet or 20,000 square feet, uh, commercial buildings, 20,000 square feet or greater within Kalamazoo County, please uh, email Blake Lajanus, B-L-A-K-E dot L-A-J-I-N-E-S-S at um, and it's Can you one Blake what? laginus L-A-J-I-N-E-S-S. Some buildings at Western have been done. A few buildings at K have been done. Um, Most of the city buildings, big buildings have been done. Uh, Loaves and Fishes. There have been been some really good benchmarks. But the more we have, if you benchmark your building, they can give you uh, ideas for um, uh, energy assessment and recommendations specific to your building. So um, to reduce energy and improve comfort. So We want more people involved in that.
4: Have you reached out to the Green Teams, which is a bunch of different churches that focus on environmental issues?
0: The um, we have not Green Hope here. for creation. Yeah, yeah, oh, hope yeah. for creations right. in in the in the loop. So yay, right. thank you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So anyway. Thank you. There you go. Kalamazoo Energy Collaborative. It's on the city website and Consumers Energy. Right.
3: Excellent. Um, before we move on, are we good with sound? All right. not? So news and educational items. Moving on, Um, and just as a heads up, uh, we might have to put a pin in our news and discussion because we have somebody joining via Zoom real quick uh, from Just Air. But um, do you think you can do it in four minutes? Sorry, was you for flood barriers? I flood barrier installation.
4: I was not venting on that.
3: (laughs) Okay. Uh, if nobody's got anything to say, that's an easy one. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Move uh, Steve, do you yeah. want to go real quick? Yeah, there's a new folder
5: that's in the um, Google Drive, and it's on environmental justice. This was based off of an action item that um, <laughs> I didn't read the notes until a couple of days before, but in January.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, so there's been a lot of stuff in there. So I just went out and did some searches and contacted mm-hmm. the um, Sybil Shattuck uh, Sabel. Sabel, thank you. And um, because she gave a talk Martin Luther King Day, and so she sent me the link. So basically, what is up on the site are a lot of articles. There are about five PDF articles that discuss the topic. Um, There's an interesting piece there from the, the University of Michigan where they assessed the state of environmental justice. This was back in 2019. So I haven't been able to find anything current since then, but that's there if you want to read through that. Again, there are video links where I found her uh, talking about this particular subject. And then there was just a piece that was added today that uh, the EPA has apparently come out. Um, there's, um, they are, they they are, they're coming up with funding. In fact, let me put let me that up because I know I'm black. I apologize. Okay. Just found that today because they announced that I think it was yesterday. Uh, they're, they're coming up with grants for uh, states as well as, you know, cities within the states. So I haven't probed that too much. I'm still trying to figure out the legalese on it. But I just put it in there because it is focused on that. And it came up in the search so it's out there on the google drive and i encourage you to kind of take a look at it when you can i'll keep doing these searches periodically to see
3: what's coming thank you you. it's a big topic here locally so um we want to see if we can set up our zoom call uh with uh darren riley is
4: our guest
0: ready um
7: We
4: leave this area as a general time for news as well, right, besides what's just listed?
3: Yeah.
4: Um, Because I have a couple things.
3: Okay. Um, I guess in the meantime, you want to
4: go? Yeah, sure. Uh, I just wanted to mention a few things. There's a lot going on in the world, um, and specifically environmentally, um, some things that are notable recently. Um, The Willow Project was approved this week by the Biden administration, and that is extremely detrimental. To um, the environment, um, also ongoing protests for the Atlanta Forest, um, and also this week, I believe a huge swath of prairie in Illinois was, after years of environmentalists trying to fight for protection, it was um, they have they failed that protection. Um, so there's just a lot going on, and I just wanted to mention those. As um, things to look into more if you aren't already aware of all of those.
3: Willow projects are drilling up in little of a well,
8: Yes. So, even though those are not close to home yeah. here, mm-hmm. I just wanted to um, tag off of that to <clears> say <throat> habitat loss is a huge problem. And it's a huge problem for birds, but it's also a problem just in general environmentally. And the, the um, developmental pressure. Um, to all communities is really high. And I think it's something for us to always be thinking about is how can we position ourselves here to try to mitigate um, habitat loss, you know, to always be trying to kind of be forward thinking of like being ahead, you know, try to be one step ahead of the curve. So anyway, it's it's a good reminder that this, this too could be us.
7: Yeah, I like your point because we do regularly lose woodlots in this city with the approval of the development uh, and with the approval of the city commission in violation of the NFP and, and that there has to
3: stop or else we're just hypocrites. Uh, I'd like to learn more about the like in violation of the NFP portion a little bit uh, either now or maybe next meeting if, if you need to do some research that'd be I'll learn more about that. So, Yeah, thank you. Uh, positive initiative. Um, next Saturday is uh, the Global Earth Hour. So mm-hmm. 8.30, if you can turn your lights off for one hour it's to raise awareness for light pollution and this is a season for like migratory birds and stuff. So I don't know if the city is doing anything, but just flip off the lights, go candles if you need to. <laughs>
1: would be a
7: great initiative to do migratory um, turning off lights as a kind of a policy. I,
8: I would love to develop that as we go forward, a whole program and Lights Out at Night.
7: Especially during that migration. I
8: have a great um, link I can send everyone uh, for a conference that um, happened last month, I believe, um, with four phenomenal speakers. On light pollution, mm-hmm. and um, I will forward the link to everybody. Um, it's uh, each uh, each of the four speakers speaks for about 30 minutes, and then there's a Q and A afterwards. So it seems like a big chunk of time, but you can, you know, you can watch one speaker, and then the next day watch another speaker. So you don't have to do it. Uh, it's broken up so you can click on each individual presentation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's very um, informative, and I would love mm-hmm. to. Be able to share some of that information with the appropriate personnel at the city.
3: It's kind of weird, like okay. two steps forward, one step back. Like they replaced a lot of the halogen street lamps with LEDs, which they're directed more downwards, but they're twice as bright. So. Yeah,
8: LEDs is here, so be sorry. LEDs actually actually make the problem worse.
3: Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, are we going to see the laptop or? <laughs>
8: Um, it's just air, so that's we can just listen. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say just pictures. Hey, here, <laughs> air.
3: Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey,
6: how's it going?
3: Hi, Darren. My name is Ian. I'm the co-chair of the Environmental Concerns Committee. We got forwarded your request to come speak to us. Um, do you think about five to ten minutes would be a good enough uh, pitch window for you?
6: Absolutely. Perfect. All right. Excellent.
3: If you want to start by introducing yourself and your topic and then the floor is yours.
6: Awesome. Sounds good. Um, oh, uh, can I ask, am I able to share my screen? Can you, will you all be able to see my screen if I share? Um, you can share it, but we can't see it. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, okay.
4: maybe not no today.
3: Okay, but if no you'd worries. like, you can... Uh, materials to us and we can definitely distribute.
8: Definitely. We're having some technical difficulty here.
6: Oh No worries. No worries. Um, So yeah, um, uh, name is uh, Darren Riley, um, co-founder of an organization called Just Air. Um, I guess for starters, a little background about myself, uh, currently reside in Detroit, uh, originally from Houston um, and did uh, a lot of my career uh, going to Carnegie Mellon and, and doing a lot of my career in tech. Um, really landed into the environmental justice space around 2020, um, mainly because of two reasons. Myself uh, being diagnosed with asthma about five years ago now, um, that kind of opened up my eyes to some of the inequities around, uh, particularly around health uh, disparities around the environment. We think about water, air, um, and all the things that are essential for our for us to live. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just kind of took my life experience and and also my my technical. Um, experiences and, and kind of merit them. And that's kind of what um, came about Just Air. So Just Air essentially, as an organization, before I dive into the project, um, Just Air is uh, essentially a platform, uh, community, we kind of coined it community air quality monitoring platform. I want to emphasize community um, because the work that we do is it definitely starts there and understand the priorities and awareness that a community may have, the concerns they may have around their breathing environment. And so what we do is, is pretty straightforward. Uh, we offer a transparent uh, dashboard, uh, transparent as in we give data access to community members to see real-time data on the neighborhood level air quality monitoring. Um, this is important as many of y'all probably wear I'm preaching to the choir um, because uh, we don't have a lot of, uh, I guess, resolution um, in the air monitors. So we have our reference stations Um, In some of our cities, but uh, having a micro—if you can imagine it—a network of neighborhood-level air quality monitors, we get more granular data, um, so that we can um, create more awareness and and more proactive solutions in our community. Um, um, It does look a lot better with a little bit of color, and I could have you send a presentation of like what the actual tool is. But uh, Jim definitely um, really appreciate his work and his proactiveness. Um, and, and bringing me along for the Kalamazoo pilot. Um, so, we've done work in, in several cities. Uh, we've done, we started in Grand Rapids. We we're doing work in Detroit. Uh, we're uh, doing some work for the Department of Transportation in Colorado um, in Waterbury, Connecticut, which has some, uh, some really interesting um, uh, things around the air pollution uh, going on. Um, and uh, Syracuse, New York, coming uh, in New Jersey City. Um, and so really focusing on the Midwest currently, but, you know, we, we definitely does some work on the coast as well. Um, so, yeah, we're, you know, a, a Michigan-based startup, um, really focused on environmental justice through my lived experience, as I mentioned. Um, and I think I'm you know, really here just to answer any questions. Love to show you all, again some of the widgets and, and guys that what you all will be able to access in the days to come, or months to come, excuse me, uh, once we get the pilot off the ground. But i um, happy to answer any questions and how we do our work around community air monitoring. Well,
3: thanks, Darren. Uh, anybody have any questions? What First you...
7: question: um, Is there just an, an email address where we, or I may mean, not email a website that we can?
6: Justair.com. Justair.com. Right. Sorry, uh, no. Justair.co. CEO uh, can't afford the com uh, version of <laughs> uh, the website. Uh, so, just, <laughs> uh, so Justair.co, and um, the new app uh, that just got released is Justair.app. Um, so justair.co is really our landing page. We've got our blogs there. Uh, really get to know us, but the actual functional app where uh, uh, people can visit or um, administrators can look and download data uh, once we get to that point for Kalamazoo um, is justair.app. So two domain names. Uh, I would recommend go to justair.co. I think that would uh, really be helpful to get more information and see how we do our work. I can put that in the chat as well please
1: thank you i'm curious what do you, what do you what do you monitor uh i mean what what are the chemicals or the toxins that you're you're measuring um is it well yeah start out with that. I, you know, i'm looking at the different cities they all have different pollutants in the air so
6: yeah absolutely um so we measure uh certainly our basic uh, uh particulates so pm1 2.5 10 uh, we also uh, measure VOCs with certain monitors. Um, we're, we're doing that, actually a great deal of that in Colorado um, for certain different, certain ga- gas types. Um, uh, NO2, um, but particularly for, let me just answer the question for Kalamazoo, we'll be doing particulate um, NO2, which has, um, in my in my learnings through this work, um, in, in terms of the quality of these micro monitors, um, has the, the best uh, quality for data and we'll be we measuring microclimate data that actually might be relevant for other projects like temperature, humidity um, and um, temperature, yeah, temperature and humidity. Um, so we can see those disparities as well. So we could define pr- uh, microns that may be going on in the air and also um, NO2, which is uh, really helpful for measuring um, em- certain emissions, mainly from diesel and, and uh and uh, auto-based traffic
8: are these monitors fixed in place? These micro monitors, are they like van-based, um, where you could, where you actually move, move around the area and monitor, um, you know, in real time in various different locations quickly?
6: Absolutely, absolutely. a uh, great question. Uh, so we are doing stationary monitors for Kalamazoo. Uh, we have done. Uh, mobile monitoring projects as well, um, and, and you know, for for uh, for what is worth, the um, mobile monitoring versus stationary monitoring is like totally different objectives. Look at stationary as it uh, uh, is is you know getting repeatable uh, data from a, a certain environment of interest. You can move those stations around. Mobile, um, I look at mobile uh, personally as a as a way to tell a story or or really showcase a person's experience. So for example, in uh, Eastside Detroit, we had some of the monitors uh, with uh, Eastside Network here, uh, who drove bikes around, um, uh, silences plant and other uh, sources of pollutants that were concerned to the citizens. And then we did on a dashboard and that was helpful for engagement and awareness, education for the community on the Eastside of Detroit. So yeah, uh, for Kalamazoo, we're doing stationary. <laughs>
8: That is cool on the bicycles. We can mm-hmm. hook one up to Ian and um, <laughs> we can measure as he's going around town on his bicycle. It's a great yeah, idea. <laughs>
1: is the pilot a city initiative or who, or your,
6: who's your local partner? Yeah, it's a city initiative. And, um, and, and the goal is Jim, uh, um, who has been super helpful and, and, and it was really interested in getting his work to, uh, off the ground um, is involved in the community. Um, I, I can't drop anything in the chat, but if you all are in the, close to Grand Rapids or or people are around next week, um, it will be great to have you all come in and, and get a feel for what community or quality monitoring is about. We have an event in the 49507, predominantly Black community, um, and we're putting seven monitors there in that community. And that workshop event is around awareness, engagement, and we're doing a tabletop exercise to allow community members to actually uh if uh, place there points to emphasis, right? So people care about the church they go to or uh, the school or the bus stop they, they stay at. So we can help uh, try to facilitate or prioritize work with monitors. I see all that to say is that while it is a city initiative, um Jim is and, and, uh, and the work that we you know we're agreeing to is to make sure we have community engagement throughout the whole process. Um, I'm dropping I'm also mentioned- dropping Jim's name as if is Jim there. <laughs> By the way, no, no, we, we, okay. Jim, yeah, we <laughs> okay. don't know. Who, we're not sure who, which Jim you're talking Jim, about. Okay, Jim invited me. Okay, that that's why Okay, all right. No. Uh, oh, okay. So, okay. it's okay. so it's Jim Cornell from uh, uh from the service department?
3: Okay. That's great. Thanks, Darren. Um, I'm just driving. So was- <laughs> no, no, <Yeah>. it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. Uh, so you mentioned months ahead, uh, you got a loose timeline for when we'll be seeing Kalamazoo populate on the on the app?
6: Absolutely. Um, so we're in, right now we're looking at May. So April, by April, we'll get the monitors. We have to co-locate them to the reference station in Kalamazoo. So we have accurate data, um, make sure that our monitors are aligned and we'll deploy those eight. We have eight monitors, by the way, uh, throughout uh, May. We're, we're having our, our launch conversation, uh, with the city, and we'll make sure to keep you all informed of, of that whole process um, for the site selection uh, process that will be coming up in April.
3: Please do. And if you want, uh, we have a shiny new email address we haven't even discussed as a committee yet, but it exists. <laughs> so if you have anything you want to forward it, forward to our committee, it's just environment at org. So if you have anything that have you that want to send our way or even just a launch announcement, that would be great. Uh, I think so, we have time for maybe it, one more. Sweet.
5: Um, just, uh, I think the that climate emergency month isn't that
7: coming up? Yeah, it's, it's right now. Right now. Mm-hmm.
5: Okay, I don't know if he's if
7: they're not involved in that, even just right. showcasing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a quick technical question: uh, What's the type of monitors? Are these chemiluminescence?
6: I'm sorry. Say so over time. Chemiluminescence yeah. is that the technology? Oh uh, No, so we use different mm-hmm. monitors. We're using Clarity for this project. Uh, Clarity monitors are solar powered. Um, we like those because we don't have to plug into infrastructure. We take them up, take them down pretty easily, and other pool power from the city. Uh, but we also use AirQual, which is a little bit more high grade, um, um, a little bit on a more higher end uh, side that does require prior uh, power. But we've used all the top. Well, I haven't heard of that one particularly, but we use um, some of the main, oh, uh, main, the main monitors.
7: Get the technology for how the sensors work. Do you know if it's like a laser sensor or a chemical sensor? How it's uh, determining what's in the air?
6: Yeah, laser. Yeah, absolutely. So we've built our own as well. We don't deploy it, but uh, yeah. So we're using the sim- similar sensors that come from. They're all kind of coming from the same uh, gas sensors um, over in Europe, and um, but the ones that are measuring particular are definitely using the um the laser and then um, um that's always been a little bit better so we have to make sure that we clear out those um uh <clears throat> clear out the, the fixtures on the uh, the enclosure to make sure that's uh, available something that we're going through now so um but yeah that's uh what we're doing
3: any uh closing comments for us darren otherwise i think uh we'll have to move on but uh the floor is yours for closing comments
6: no uh that was great i'm really excited and and want to do our best to make sure that you all are aware of this project and um, that's why we started um, i think there's a lot of inequities that um you know we use the technology and, and use a community voice we can uh, get past history has shown that and so i'm um, very excited to see where this can, uh, can go so excited to collaborate in the future um i don't have a place to add a it doesn't seem like it's allowed me to send a chat or a comment, um, but I can maybe email Gene uh, and get the information I discussed to you guys. That sound good?
2: That'd be great. All right, Perfect.
6: Thank, you. thank you all, have a good one. Thank you, Darren. Yep. Can I make an associated comment just for us? Sure. Just kind of along with the environmental justice thing and you know the neighborhood,
2: would it be possible for us to have an ECC Based meetings, or like the commission has done these before, and Park's rep does these, so we're actually situated somewhere where people might be able to come and access us who wouldn't normally, or you know.
4: Um, the only thing I know, technical, um, technical wise, I don't know if you mean during this time or another time, but um, we did like. The schedule for this specific mm-hmm. room for the whole year. Okay. But I really like that if there's a possibility of like a subcommittee or something like that where we can okay. do that.
0: Yeah. Like, a, like a listening session, yeah. or to have the meeting, or to have like the
2: meeting on the north side. Yeah, correct. Right?
0: That's that sort of. <clears throat> yeah. Like the EPC to the north side, mm-hmm. or or what about the water reclamation plant? Right.
3: We yeah. talked
4: about that for a mm. but.
3: Yeah, I like the idea. Um, for Open Meetings Act stuff, we have to have our official yeah. meetings here, but uh, definitely I like the idea of getting on that and the community a little bit more, yeah. especially neighborhoods not really represented by folks yeah. here, so yeah, love the idea. Uh, any closing comments on Just Air stuff or?
7: I'm gonna look up this monitors because there was a air quality monitoring project in the city last year that had a lot of promise, but they u- also used laser-based measurement systems which are very good for particulate matter, mm-hmm. but they will not measure NO2. They will not measure H2S. Um, they they just don't measure that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, sounds good. Um, if you'd like to, we can put that as a reminder to touch on again April. Yeah, I'll just
7: look up the the uh, monitors that you mentioned, and I'll just uh, let you know what I found and see if it looks like. I mean, it sounded great, and I hope they've got the right monitors to do it. Yeah. But I was actually looking at this as a proposal, and those cost about 10 grand a piece. Yeah. You can find them like discount for like five grand,
3: but that's it's about 10 grand a piece for those monitors. Good to know. Yeah, I was waiting to hear hydrogen sulfide, but um, yeah, looking forward to a quick update to find out what you, what you learned. Very good. Thank you, everybody. Uh, moving on. Um, Did you want to say anything about Climate Emergency Month? We kind of touched on it, but... Um,
4: We uh, definitely just check out the events on KalamazooCrisis.org slash Climate Emergency Month. I know one I'm interested in is uh, the Ann Arbor people uh, coming here at the library. Um, I believe it's a Saturday at 3.
8: Do you know, Sharon, is that being um, uh, recorded or streamed? Uh, You know, are there options other than being there in person?
4: I believe there are, um, but
3: I left my phone in the car, so I can get back to you. (laughs) Okay, get back to me. (laughs) I went to the first one when um, Bill McKibben spoke, and I believe that was streamed, but I wouldn't be able to say... That that was only streamed, because he wasn't here
1: in...
8: Right, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, They had like a viewing party, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if it's for all of them, but that's a good question. I will let you know.
4: Okay, great.
3: Or if somebody wants to give it a quick Google and we can circle back. Okay, so we'll do the email real quick. So as we've been hyping up, uh, very helpful friends, Jean and Jean uh, got us a uh, email account for our committee. Um, the thinking is that in the past, anytime somebody's wanted to get a hold of the ECC, they've had to figure out who the chair is and then email the chairs directly, and then a lot of stuff sits in chairs' emails and it's uh, you know hard to reference when we switch over and all that good stuff. So I was thinking it'd be good to have one kind of front door for um, Committee, so we have environment at kalamazoo city.org. I think you can type environment at kzu city as well, uh, but the official long one is the right one. Um, as many of you know, right now all of our files are sitting on a Google Drive, and uh, we've just lots of folks have had issues accessing that, and um, that, that's unacceptable. So, we're going to address that. So, sometime in the next month, my plan is to migrate all of the files from the Google Drive to this account which uses Microsoft. And then I will distribute with next month's packet access to all of that. Um, And we are getting better about getting the agendas out a little bit sooner. Apologies, those of you that um, I missed on the initial announcement. Um, But yeah, so that'll be the home for our files, front door. And uh, we kind of touched on a little bit at the beginning, but the sheet in front of you is kind of what I have set up as an automatic response for anybody that emails both in the city and outside the city. Um, So if you have any Final thoughts, uh, I like the suggestions to kind of change it to we'll respond as soon as possible uh, to queries. Um, and then I wanted to really bring up, though, the italicized part that somebody email the same as somebody coming to a meeting or calling into a meeting. Um, just, I don't I don't want to get it in trouble where two people are having to relay all of that efficiently. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I don't know if you want to put on there, if you have an immediate concern or need, please dial 311. In the city, to call everyone. The yeah. they're they're getting better. sometimes they get hung up on. Um, but <laughs> they really are uh, a very resourceful group. They're up on the fourth floor, and um, they're really doing good things. So call three one one in the city, they're ever evolving. And if they have an immediate like,
2: oh my God, there's
0: particulate matter in my hmm. living room, um you know call three one one
8: that would be dust in my in my house nine, <laughs> nine,
0: Are they twenty four
4: seven though? Nine, uh, I'm sorry, are they 24 7? They are business hours. So they're business hours, so I think that should be noted. And service, I think,
0: one,
4: hours. I mean, for an emergency, I don't yeah, know if not. we want to put on other things about lines to call officially for yeah. air pollution or yeah, the, things the like the air that. monitoring,
3: reporting, or something. Um, yeah, I'll, so, okay, I'll add 311. I'll maybe play around with a couple combinations of like, how do you report if you smell bad air or those kinds of things. Um, and then the other side is, uh outside of the automatic response the portion below where it starts with environmental concerns committee that's the signature that's on everything that includes our meeting time i didn't put a location just you know you can look it up because that city portal jumps to where we are sustainability environment goes to the city's website that talks about sustainability plans uh community sustainability plans uh other initiatives phone to call in and obviously our email and facebook uh and youtube so Everybody's happy with that and just wanted to announce it and yeah.
4: Sorry, maybe we could also link the uh, city webpage where the meeting official announcements are with agendas and stuff like that. Uh,
3: that's what the city portal. Oh, is. okay, that's all right. Yep, you're all good. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Nice little, little early win.
0: There is a Zoom on Saturday. Perfect.
3: Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Thank, thank, you.
0: thank you. If you go to climate, Kalamazoo Crisis.org and thank get you. through yes. the events. thanks.
3: So just as an FYI, um, Right now, Sharon, me, and Jean will have access to the account uh, and that'll rotate with the chairs. Uh, if you want to, anytime you encounter somebody that wants to contact, contact the committee, just send them that email address. Um, I'm a little hesitant to suggesting posting it all over the place, just to prevent spam and stuff. But uh, yeah, anytime an individual asks, please get that to them. And uh, yeah, hopefully it's a little easier for folks to get in contact with us. So. Great, right, thank you um david back to you graphic packaging um well i wanted to raise that
7: in particular um, i don't know who was here last week but last week was really bad to the point that i called and reported it because uh, there were three days in a row that walking my dog i got a headache and that was the worst it has been since i've been here and I've been here for a little over ten years. Uh, now, it was in the past, it had been worse, like one afternoon, but never for longer than an afternoon or a morning. So the issue, so I just did a quick just, and most of you know this, so I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people who don't. Um, just a quick you know recap of this situation. Is that people have been raising concerns to the city for over 20 years um, so the first documented case like uh, instance i could see in city commission was 2003. Uh, then in 2009 it started to be a regular issue so it's been an issue for 20 years it's been an increasingly uh, significant issue for the last 15. Roughly. the ecc first picked up the issue in 2018 so It's been on pretty much every single agenda of the committee for the past five years. Mm -hmm. Odor Task Force was created as part of that. The odor Task Force, this is something that surprised me, I didn't know, the ECC did not initially have a seat. It existed for several months before the ECC was invited to take part. There was an effort in very late 2019 where the ECC was going to make a recommendation to city commission city asked they had some time to get things worked out and the ECC dropped it that's four years ago and the issue is getting worse city approved a massive expansion <clears throat> and the expansion and everything else made the situation worse So we can discuss it, but I have two things that I think could be recommendations. One is that the city reinstate and fill the position of public health office. That position was a city staff position until 2012. I can't find why that was canceled then, but it was canceled then. So that's the first thing. I'd like to have somebody at the city whose job it is to see issues coming rather than having people have to react after the problem is here. And that's what happens when we have contractors. It's like whack-a-mole. Right. We need somebody whose job it is to see this in advance. That's the first thing. The second is that I think that we should recommend that the city enforce its um, nuisance ordinance regarding hazardous, toxicants, or hazards, toxicants, pollutants, and contaminants. Those are all issues that are listed as nuisance that the city has the authority to deal with. To the point that the city manager in our our city charter is authorized to go into any private business, private residence, and fix it if the owner won't. Then bill the owner. And the owner has to pay it. And if it goes more than a year, pay it with interest. And then it becomes a lien on the property if it's not fixed. So the city has every authority to take action. Not like we don't know this is a problem. If this is not a problem, let's actually have a public health officer and the city manager go and do every single test necessary to find it and solve it. Got the authority.
2: So my first question is: Under this nuisance ordinance, uh, how is it def- like? How is it defined? Like, what specifically benchmarks for like operations or you know whatever does it have to
7: meet? Any substance listed below, and then it says classified as hazardous, toxicant, a pollutant, or contaminant by the state of Michigan or the United States covered in. They are named and or covered by the categorical pre-treatment standards set by the United States or regulated by the fire code. Uh, uh, so okay. anything that is n- named by the state, the city, or the U.S. as a toxin or a pollutant is a is a nuisance. I agree. With that. That's, I, lo-
1: I love that. Um, I'm on that odor task force. I went to my first meeting in. Yeah. Kind of overwhelming, but what seems to be a problem in talking with Aaron is this measurement and trying to, you know, like there's there's a pending health study that the state has been talking about for years, three years, four years. Mhm. I want to say, and they came here and presented, and it's it's almost like the rules to enforce are there, but the measures to allow the rule to be enforced aren't in place. So how do you address that? Because that seems to be one of the things that's stalling the state. So,
7: the operation or maintenance of any noise property and all these things in order which causes discomfort or annoyance to reasonable persons of normal sensitiveness, which endangers the comfort, repose, health, or peace of residence in the area, shall be deemed and is declared to be a nuisance. We do not need a measurement party next door. Right. It's a nuisance. It's a nuisance. Yes, be yeah. that
2: simple.
7: <laughs> <laughs> if we have the will to do it, that's why you're recommending those. I mm-hmm. do believe that we we can do one or the other. I think doing the public mm-hmm. health officer is a more systemic solution because mm-hmm. it it can make change towards this particular issue, but it can also make change towards any other issue. You know, it could, it could help with gun violence. It could help with early childhood education. It could help with school meals. I mean, a public health officer could be a much more systemic solution uh, and really directly hit uh, EJ. I had, right. I mean, so, yeah. um, and put all that into one coordinated place instead of a bunch of disconnected programs. They just dropped.
0: For
5: lack
0: of funding no I I know that when the I asked about health officer we have the health officer of the county Jim Rutherford is mm-hmm. like we've said in a meeting in here um with Jim Rutherford um, and other things um, when we're talking about the environmental coordinator for the county because air is not necessarily in the city the goes I appreciate so the that, but,
7: but you can't check this county. And,
0: and the city doesn't the city has to take action do traffic
7: in the city. Right. And the city mm-hmm. voted for the expansion. The city has responsibility,
0: and and the city doesn't do health. It doesn't
7: because it doesn't have, have a public health
3: officer. It doesn't do health because it doesn't want to do health. What are the downs I mean. I can't imagine a downside for having a city one. I mean, the city will have a sustainability... Well, maybe they already have one, and then we're going to be hiring one um, hopefully shortly. Um, I like the idea... I mean, as David said, beyond just the air quality issue, uh, there's any number of things that they could be working on. Um, I was thinking about the nuisance ordinance portion, too. Um, I have not read the consent agreement uh, with Eagle and graphic packaging. I'm wondering... Uh, I'm I'm assuming that's a public document, but um, I'm wondering if there's any provision in there that tries to exempt anybody from responsibility or something. I mean, you know how companies settle out of court all the time for stuff, but uh, um, we could do both recommendations, honestly.
7: We can do both. I I feel that the one that has the more potential for, for lasting, meaningful reform is the public health office. Because that addresses this issue, issue, but it addresses many others.
2: But do we need a public health officer? We wouldn't need a public health officer to enforce
7: Absolutely this not. nuisance, nope. correct?
2: Like I, I think in my mind those are like two separate things, you know. I personally, I love that idea, and I feel like I would like some time to like look mm-hmm. over this. But I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand how, you know, voluntary measures are are oftentimes more persuasive, and, you know, and it, and it helps build up that culture of cooperation with, with, you know, standards and environmental standards over mandates. But I also would, I would like to see the city try to do some enforcement. If that's, if that's within our toolbox, it seems like it's at least worth trying to do, you know. Um, yeah, i I would love to see this and have some time to review it, and um, maybe for next meeting we could vote on that, come
3: up with some language. I think beyond David's point about, you know, this has been an issue for 20 years, I, I knew it had been a while, but I didn't know it was that long, um, that even within the last five years we have a pretty strong case, because I, I can imagine the city wouldn't want to pick a fight with a multimillion dollar dollar company, um, you know, for any number of reasons. Uh, unless they felt like they had a standing shot at winning, but it's, it's what, five or six violations in the last six years or something? Um, and water as well as air now. Right, <laughs> yes. Good point. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe we could uh, distribute some of the research that you're finding, give us some time to think about it, um, but I think unless we have a big thing in April, but I, off, off the top of my head besides the trees, uh, this might be a good topic for us to Discuss at length and kind of weigh the pros and cons of both solutions. One clarification, and I know you'll be saying the material.
5: So the existing law that can be managed or that can be dealt by the city manager. I mean, is that where the responsibility
7: lies? Currently, the city manager has that enforcement authority, okay. and the fines for the nuisance violation are minuscule. Yeah. It's a it's a two hundred dollar fine. Um, for the first occurrence, but then for every day out of compliance, it's up to $500 per day. Um, but even that is minuscule when you're looking at actually a multi-billion with a B. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, corporation. Yeah. Yeah. But the bigger issue here would be the statement that would make. Mm-hmm. You know, that would be a very powerful message that the city could send that would say, You have to clean up your act. We're not telling you to leave town, but we're telling you you've got to clean up your
3: act and be a good neighbor. I think maybe the only main challenge aside from the kind of, uh, like I said, trying to pick a fight you can win aspect is does the city have the capacity to identify what the solution is, you know, going in? And, you know, it would be not terribly surprising if the solution would be you got to turn off your systems until we. Oh, and that that would be a hard fight. Um, but it's something we should at least even
1: think, do
7: like the clarifier that mm-hmm. GBI had said they were gonna put in, right? If that actually would fix the problem, that would be could be one of those things that the city manager could go in there and say, This is to fix your problem, do it, or we're going to do it and then charge you for it. Sure. I mean, I don't see that happening, right. but the 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 recognition that that is a possibility mm-hmm. and that the city actually has leverage in this agreement mm-hmm. would help.
3: Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've, I've been on the committee since 2018-ish, As it's come up a lot. And I think um, I've been impressed with what the city has been doing with the water reclamation plant. I think I think we, as the city of Kalamazoo, are doing everything reasonable in our capacity to and I don't see it with GPI, especially considering or, um, violation after violation, and then the most recent consent agreement is like $116,000 fines somewhere in that ballpark. That's, that's a good point, right? The city's
7: put millions of dollars yeah. into our side of things, yeah. right? Millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. We're trying
2: to prove it's not us, but, you know, we, we fixed the problem, we fixed the problem. I'm still there, and the finger still keeps getting pointed back at the water
3: plant. I would hate to say um, kind of a hurry up and wait situation because as we all know it's at least a year behind when the state was supposed to release a report. But I think it would be a lot easier for the city to make its case with the, with the nuisance law once we finally have the freaking data. But we, I feel comfortable that we could definitely talk about the public health officer thing in the short term. I think the value of the nuisance law goes back
7: to what you're saying is that this gives the city... An opportunity to do something without having to wait for that data.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: You, you know, it's a clear nuisance. People I mean, are calling a, to a normal, <laughs> yeah. sensitive person. Yeah. It's a nuisance.
3: Well, uh, nothing else. I think we should make this definitely a big part of our April agenda. Uh, you know, I know everybody's got their personal lives and everything, but I think it would be a good, good topic to do some more before the before the discussion. So, I wonder if uh,
0: you said you were going to invite Director Baker to a meeting soon. I think we were talking about the yeah with the air quality we didn't have a date. Down
3: air quality and talking about the flood diversion. Oh yeah, uh, again, yeah. yeah.
0: He yeah. could also address this from the city's perspective, and then what GPI is doing for. Do you have any idea, Gene, about the clarifier that GPI is putting in, if they are.
2: Um,
3: I really don't have that information. Public statement was that they were not going to. In the meantime, uh, I can email uh, Director Baker, and even if he wants to provide like a written update on what uh, they've been doing, and we can read that into the record here as part of our discussion in Thanks for bringing that to attention, David. Um, I think we're a little late, but we missed the opening public comment thing with our stuff, so I think I'll wait till 5:50 hard cutoff. We're gonna do open the lines for public comment. So if you're listening, 5:50, get ready to get your uh, finger dialing, finger ready. <laughs> um, so moving on. Um, this one should be fairly quick. Uh, we had talked in January about uh, updating the bylaws, and then we found that there were some more issues with the bylaws. Uh, kind of as part of the email thing as well just trying to update ECC and get us all hunky-dory with everything so the uh, i'm sorry the document that i printed out and have a handful um, is the old version but i can run through quickly what the updates are um, and if We want we can distribute them and read them but otherwise we could just approve them and i'll submit them to the clerk's office Um, but basically within this the city clerk and the uh, city attorney both looked at um, our bylaws to make sure it works with open meetings acts other state laws, city ordinance and all this stuff and there's basically three main changes uh, that i could talk about here so um, i'll try to direct so under the members section for a long time we uh, maintained associate members um, according to city ordinance, we can't do that. So there's nothing stopping somebody from showing up and uh, being a valued <laughs> member of the community. Titles, yes, exactly. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, we can't grant the title. So that I've completely just struck that from the bylaws. Second part, um, talking about member attendance. So in the past, uh, we have been functioning based on, I'll just read it. If a member misses more than three meetings per year, the ECC officers have the authority to change that individual status to associate member. And to recommend removal of the members. Um, I have a feeling this kind of just came about from the uh, committee, but according to the city, uh, basically, it's if you miss 50% of meetings in a year, then you're just off. And that's, there's no discussion about it. Um, I think the one thing that I had highlighted on the edited version that I wanna discuss though is he didn't say whether that was calendar year or in a consecutive 12-month period. And the reason I'm thinking about that is you could say you miss four meetings from uh, what October to December and then three in the beginning of the year. That's seven meetings. But if it's a calendar year, you're still eligible. Alternatively, if we maintain a 12-year rolling cycle, that would be something I think the chairs would have to keep track of. Um, So to me, it seems more fair to be a 12-month rolling cycle. Everybody has things come up and stuff, but I wanted to open that up for a point of discussion calendar year or twelve month cycle. They
4: said we can't do that anymore. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. Good, good question, but yeah, there's no difference as far as uh, yep. that's Yeah, there's no so apple um,
8: yeah. you know, forgiveness. That's right, you know? yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so you break your leg, you can't move or
3: something for three months in you're well, six months, but yeah. yeah. yeah there 100%. are It is a lot of meetings, yeah. And that also yeah. factors in, you know, as happens in the past sometimes if we don't have, like, say, a December meeting, it would be 11, months, 11 sure. meetings in the year. So that makes sure. it a little harder uh, to keep under that threshold. <laughs> but um, I don't know. My personal opinion is it should be a 12-month rolling thing just because it makes it easy, like you said, if injuries happen or whatever and avoids the possibility that some of us but we wield a lot of power here. um, So if everyone's okay with that, I'll make it a 12-month rolling cycle, and then if there's an issue, I'll... All right, last thing. Uh, And we can go for approval. At the very end, there's this giant block of text talking about... Never can say it right the first time, but I'm going to try... Indemnification of directors and officers. I, think I got it. Uh,
1: thank you. Thank you.
3: Uh, I am not a lawyer. I do have an advanced degree, but this is still pretty challenging to get through. Long story short, my understanding is this is kind of like absolving us of responsibility for decisions that we make and those kinds of things. city attorney said that, that was above our authority and uh, holds no weight with our committee, so I just deleted the whole section. One more bit illegally, but we don't really have to worry about. Um, beyond that everything else is more or less the same. So unless anybody has any questions, we can move to uh, move the updated bylaws for me to send to the clerk. Otherwise we can I can distribute it again and we can do an official vote after reading it once more in April. But it sounds like we might have home. motion to accept the new bylaws? Second. Second. All uh, in favor? Aye. All opposed? All right, motion passes. Thank you, everybody. Um, (laughs) Very good. Yes, (laughs) doing doing my homework. So the good news is uh, with the bylaws updated, with the email updated, with our personal information updated, uh, once this is submitted, we are like only up to 2023 and, you know, <laughs> all of the boring stuff is addressed now. So, yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so moving on, uh, before we get to uh, draft bills, scale, would you like to uh, talk about your item? Um,
8: yes, I ask um, for this to be put on the agenda under new business. Um, so, um, I, you know, I've been seeing some updates from the city about, um the proposed location for the homeless pods, and that would be on um, Elcott Street, near where the county Health and Human Services is. Um, and that to me, raised some environmental concerns because Portage Creek runs through that area. Um, you know it's flowing from it came from you know the city uh, you know the city border with Portage through Millen Park, you know, that dam was taken out, that stream side was cleaned up. The DNR, you know, has, the the stream quality is good enough that it's actually um, classified as a trout stream because it's Mm -hmm. cold and the the DNR is considering planting trout in there if -hmm. the quality continues to stay high. So it flows from there, you know, a little bit further north, you know, half a mile north, you know, and gets to this site. near where the pods would be. It flows through that site and goes to the um, Reed Street um, area where they're planning to do the flood mitigation, which they are planning to do um, streamside restoration with native plants and stuff. And so my concern is um, how do we ensure that we protect the waterway um, the, you know, the quality of the water in that waterway, because my understanding is, you know, these pods, um, you know, they don't have running water. They don't have bathroom facilities. And so for people who are staying in these pods, well, you know, what do they do for washing or for getting water or for cooking? And maybe you can fill us in on some more information, but, you know, Anyway, that was my concern because I thought it might require some either inquiry or perhaps, you know, some official letter to to follow up from our committee.
0: So while it's true that they're looking at that specific area, um, if they're just looking at it, I I don't know if it's going to be a possibility with the environmental contamination.
7: The Brownfield, so my concern
0: is the people on it. Mm -hmm.
7: Well,
1: it wouldn't be able
0: to build on that brownfield without mitigating the,
7: the coal ash that's under it. And, and, and so, as long as the people don't disturb the soil that they're that on.
0: Yeah, and so that um, <coughs> in, in terms of running water and plumbing and all that, there would have to be a new building built to for showers and toilets okay. and cooking facilities, so that it's not done in the creek, so that it's not you know, so there would with, with any of the with the pod community, that's a piece of the pie. Okay. Along with wraparound services for the residents, um, HRI is really working on this. They have a they signed a six month contract to be able to do that exploration with the city, so that they can even just look into it.
8: Was it, was it was it what is HRI Housing okay. Resources? Okay,
0: who has a walk on uh, walk for the homeless on Saturday morning at Mayor's Riverfront Park, Lane? Uh, um, not for this project, but that yeah. So. I know there are a lot of people, including Mary Balcoma, who oversees the housing money of the county, is very involved and is working on finding sites as well. So that's not a done deal, but it's understood that it is a brownfield site, that it is within a neighborhood, and the neighborhood is clamping down on that, so um, it's a good concern.
8: Okay. So I know, you know, I, I know it's Brownfield, at least on the south side of Elcott. I wasn't sure about the north side. Right. Um, so the, and, and so the, the city isn't doing it. It would be on city land. It's
0: housing resources that is going to be in charge of the pod community. That's It would be on city land. HRI
4: is the, the doer of
8: the yeah. pod. So what would... Be, what do you have a suggestion on how we would follow up on this or you know have a, an appropriate venue to to share our concerns from you know from the from the from the possible environmental impact situation I understand it's the brownfield the and I'm you know
0: the committee can exa- write a letter um, to um, probably planning, economic development, uh, director, or uh, assistant manager, Rebecca Kick,
1: um,
0: yeah, who, who is, and, um, or just city manager's office. The community or the committee can sign on to a, a letter recommending that we be sure to look at the environmental impact of that. Yeah. If you, I if you want path. to do something, my, my sense is that it's probably not going to be a viable site. That's
8: my sense, but yeah, I I don't. Hmm. Yeah. All
0: right. I
2: I would just like to ask if you can't build a development without water and sewer
0: facilities because it's public health, or it's near a creek, or not, right? I mean, wouldn't be a permit to have a bunch of dwellings, people have toilets or?
1: I can't
0: imagine that you would have a, a development as you described it, Gail, about not having any toilets
8: and not having any water. Well, as Dean said that there would there would have to be a facility for that. Yeah. But my concern would still be how do we protect the the water in the natural waterway? Even with even with yeah. even with a facility. You know, if you've yeah. got but a if
0: lot you, of if you'd like to write that up, and run it by the committee, uh, send it on to the city manager's office, they would receive it. Early.
8: Okay. Well, you know, depending on the the uh, preference HR. of the committee, I could I could try to draft, you know, a letter, bring it to the committee for next yeah.
1: month's
0: they consideration. Usually, well, they have six months, probably five months now to continue to explore that land. Yeah. And it may become clear within the next month whether or not it's a
1: viable
3: thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm conflicted a little bit. Um, I respect the concern for sure. Obviously, I mean, I wouldn't be on this committee I didn't care about that. Uh, I'm I'm concerned that we might get in the way of something that's already been delayed for two years. These pods have been sitting in storage since 2021, uh, and there's people sleeping outside and it's 20 degrees out. Um, I. I hear your concern in terms of maybe pollution and those kinds of things outside of the water issue that we talked about, um, but I wouldn't want to make some kind of special consideration for our unhoused population that we don't make for anybody else living in that neighborhood and on that and that watershed. Um, so I think we can continue discussing it. Um, I think, and as I mean, Gene said, the, it might not come to fruition. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I think we can we should keep our eye on it. Um, I'm not sure about a recommendation next month. You're open to keeping us in the in the loop, and we can help. I, I can on that. or
0: I can pass it along to Rebecca. I, it's a concern.
8: Yeah, it, it is a concern. Uh, you know, I don't want to procrastinate it from the committee mm-hmm. and then only bring it up when they choose that site. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like there to be some forethought. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I mean, I don't certainly want to delay the pod um, placement situation, um, but also, you know, the days of, you know, polluting a watershed and having, you know, it's like, well, you know, the heck with the environment. We've got to do this anyway for, you know, for some other reason. And it's like, we we, we can't destroy the environment just because, well, we've got to put these pods here. Um, And I, I think we can do both. And it doesn't need to delay the pods because you know we all have compassion for right. our homeless, you know, yeah. our homeless if you're willing, neighbors. I'm
0: willing to pass that along, okay. to the city manager's office, okay, as, because they know. I frankly, right before here, I had a conversation with county commissioners who are also looking into this because the city is certainly limited in its land and availability. Um, there are other places available within the county. And they've been looking at those, and that brings up other issues and county ordinances and regulations, and then state ordinances and regulations. It's very, very complex. And so
8: yeah, I'm sure. Um,
0: there's a lot of people looking into this. okay. Um, and And the foresight that was needed for these pods even to be ordered probably wasn't done. Mm. You know, so so we need to kind of dial back and say where can. Where can we best do this? Because it's mm-hmm. not something that we're going to put up, and they're going to be there for six months and then take down? Yeah. right, no.
3: yeah, maybe um yeah, to your to your point, I, I hear what you're saying about, like we wouldn't want to wait till the eleventh hour if, if something came up. Um, yeah, maybe we can start with this inquiry just to I'll
0: get back. learn a little okay, bit okay, more about same. it
3: um, <coughs> and yeah, revisit the topic as as. Okay. To okay. I mean,
2: my <laughs> assumption is that you know whatever standards and environmental impacts, Assessments that would be done would be the same for this pods versus any other housing development,
7: correct? It's yeah. you said it's emergency housing ordinance. So is that or is that actually true?
0: Not sure. If, if it's a brownfield, I, I I would I
4: I will check into the ordinance and make sure. Any other comments? Uh, I think supplying the resources necessary would be my preferred action instead of just um, not in my backyard kind of look at it uh, because we do need it. So just making sure that we have the things in in place to help people and also the planet.
8: Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. it's not one of these not in my backyard thing. It's like not on the creek thing. You know, it's like, you know, let's pick a spot that we can protect the planet and take care of these people at the same time.
3: Um, we got three minutes, so we we're going to open up for the phone line. Um, we have new business uh, draft bills from state of Michigan. Um, I haven't seen much in the environmental space yet. They've been busy with uh, some other stuff in the state legislatures. Anybody notice anything going on environmentally related? Um, Senator McCann is the chair of the environmental committee, I believe. So that's kind of a nice thing. And, uh I haven't gotten any updates since I last updated you, um, everybody, from uh, connecting with uh, Representative Rogers and Senator McCann back in January. Uh, but it's still early in the legislature, so if, if we don't get anything, we can
7: keep our eyes on that. Potentially positive with the EPA setting some, finally setting some standards for PFAS pollution. Really? Yeah. And that's so what that notice was? Yeah, the uh, the EPA okay. has been really dodging setting a standard because that creates Uh, requirement for legal action, Mm -hmm. and now that standard has been set. So we have been operating in Michigan under no stricter than federal, Mm -hmm. so unless there's a federal standard, we cannot set one in Michigan. Now there is a federal standard, so we can step up to and match that. Hopefully we can get rid of the no stricter than federal and do better, but Mm -hmm. but at least now we can do
4: something. Isn't that per... um doesn't that need to be done for each of them? Because there's thousands of PFAS.
7: The new legislation was our new standard was good in that it captured um, it captured the the ones they call GenX, which are the second mm-hmm. generation of the PFAS. It didn't I didn't see PFAS in there, but it did have PFOS, PFOA, which are some of the really common ones, and then there was a handful of others. So I don't know why PFAS wasn't in there. Um, Maybe somehow they did that earlier. But there was a pretty wide um, assortment of the
3: family in there. But yeah, not all of them. Mm -hmm. I think on a related note, uh, public comment is open right now for EPA on uh, particulate matter from coal power plants. So that's something you're interested in. I think um, the Michigan Climate Action Network is doing some organizing on that. So if you want to check that out. Um, I don't know the locations of our local power plants, but uh, you know that's, that's pretty dangerous. So if you want to look into that, that's all I got. I'm, yeah, I so. think
4: there was some of that connected to DTE, which were consumers in this area, is what yeah. I heard. But I don't okay. know all the details. Okay. I think consumers pretty <laughs>
1: much <clears throat> down here is one in West Olive. That okay. Yeah, Will we'll soon be, and then DTE is uh, one in Monroe and St. That way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2030, they're all, maybe even sooner. Mm-hmm.
7: Consumers as well, ahead of not um, little local history on that, you know, um, where the, the uh, Hotop area, uh, where mm-hmm. it used to be, arcade, that was one of the earliest power plants in Kalamazoo, which is why that was
3: not, built. not from mm-hmm. the paper industry, surprisingly. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Thank you. Uh, phone lines. Getting that booted Thank up, Jean. Thank comments.
4: you. waiting for comments. Do we want to try to do subcommittees?
3: Yeah, we can try to do a speed run. Let's do our phone line thing
4: real quick. we do that while we're waiting?
3: It was set up, but it might. Okay. We'll get it a sec while we're loading then, so we'll check in after each one. Uh, Bobby's not here. No NFP update today. Air quality. Well. He's
4: been traveling, so we haven't been able to connect either. Okay.
3: Um, wildlife, Natural Resource Protection.
8: Um, uh, nothing specific on that. You know, I updated you on the Urban Bird Treaty thing, mm-hmm. and I will just leap ahead and say, Tree Committee did not meet this month. Um, didn't have a quorum or enough mm-hmm. on the agenda. Anyway, we did not meet this
3: month. All right. Uh, I missed the Planning Commission meeting. Sorry, busy with other <laughs> stuff. Um, Parks and Rec.
4: Wait, Asylum
3: Lakes. Oh, I'm
4: sorry. Um, <clears throat> Asylum like's land management um, plan is under review for public comment tomorrow at 5 p.m. at the Fetzer Center on Western's campus. I believe it's 5 to 6 30. Sorry, I have the details on my phone, which I do not have. Um, but if you want to email me, I can get you more info for the room number as well. But that is open to the public to um, comment. It's like a 30 page land management plan for Asylum Lake Reserve. Yeah, I'd like to go to that, so if you can let us yeah. know the time.
1: Huh.
4: It is I'm pretty sure it's five to six thirty tomorrow. Okay. But um it's at the Fetch Center and on campus, okay. and I can get you the room number. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, sure. they
1: will be serving one,
4: three oh well. Well I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All
3: right. <laughs> we're real excited to meet in person for the first <laughs> time. <Nice. laughs>
4: in the Early twenty twenty, so. Good
3: to hear. All right, now we're on the function right. Emily and Russ?. Uh
6: I didn't make it. They were reviewing an application that they had and with them ask for a follow-up on that. I didn't know what was back on it. <laughs> 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 your name uh, is, I
3: have Emily. Hey, I'm uh yeah. I will uh, tune in, but defer. And Fair enough. <laughs> enough you have to yeah. co- no hey,
8: coordinate with your, yeah. your yeah. teammate here.
3: If you want, you can take planning commission. Uh, let's open the phone. Right. No, nope, guess not. So, if anybody wants public comments or anything, uh, it doesn't count as official, but it does notify the committee. You can envir- uh, email environment at kalamazoocity.org. Again, environment at kalamazoocity.org. I think if it's not already, it will be posted on our ECC page online as well. Um, and then, okay, David, Kalamazoo Watershed.
7: Uh, nothing new in regard meetings. Uh, there's a meeting on Monday, but the the River Watershed Council is looking for new board members. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody wants to get involved, they do good work. Um, so,
4: um, <coughs> was, uh, is there a specific seat they're trying to fill? I know some boards have like one person from the UCC, blah
3: blah. blah. no. I okay. think it's I think it's general board. I, I think it's general board
4: members.
3: Okay. I could be wrong. I think they might be doing a fundraising drive as well, some kind of membership status thing. So, I'm not on the board, so I, I don't got a dog in this race. Besides. Being here, but yeah, definitely check them out. Like David said, they do lots of great work. Uh, maybe we covered it. Anything you wanted to add for uh, order stuff? Yep, no, I just wanted to address that either spot on these for, sure, for sure, All right. Well, uh, if nobody's got anything else, I think we did it again. What? time adjourned. <laughs> Thank you, everybody.
1: So
4: that's really in my car. Are you still able to be I had it.